you're in the aisle. So uh, this is time for you to get up and move into the aisle if you're wanting to say to the Lord, Lord, I have identified this in my life and I'm ready to leave it and take a new step. Step up into the aisle. Maybe it's your weight. I mean, you know, maybe it's your mouth. Maybe it's, maybe it's preoccupation with a relationship that's just kind of hard. And you're just ready to take a new step in. Now, if you can't fit in on the aisle, just, you know, come and you filter up here. You can do that. But you're simply saying by standing that you're ready to take the next step and only God and you know what that next step is. <laughs> I'm ready to take a new step. I don't know about you. Anybody up there in the balcony, you feel free to do the same thing. You can come down if you want to. You can stand in the aisle up there. God sees the motivations of our heart. Now, for those of you who are still seated, you have a role to play in this. We are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So I want you to stand and simply kind of move toward them. Now, you're not all going to be able to get, you know, to them, but put your hand on a shoulder of the person next to you, and we're going to pray for us, those of us who were uh, bold enough to stand and say, God, I'm ready to take a new step. Now, what is God going to do? I have no clue. But I do know this, God always responds to the faith of His people. And for those of you who were courageous enough to go, you know what, I don't care anymore what other people think about me. Maybe that's a good thing to get up, get out and away from. But uh, God's going to meet that, and He's going to touch something in your life. So let's just begin to pray. Now, those of you who are standing, you're part of, come on, y'all, just get up. Everybody up, up over here, if you, if you can. If you can't, but that's okay. Let's pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, that we are the body of Christ and that we are individually members of it. And Lord, there are multitudes of people who have stood and have said, I am ready to move out of something old and into something new. And God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. Just begin to pray, church. Just silently, you know, this isn't an emotional thing. Just begin to pray that the Spirit of God would begin to empower that person to take the next step in their life, not just into an aisle, but tomorrow in the next day. God, thank you that you're releasing anointings by your Spirit into each person who is standing. And Lord, I believe that you're actually releasing anointings into each person who is praying as well. Because God, we never give without receiving. And Father, we pray right now in the name, in the power, and the authority of Jesus that you would release your people into something fresh. God, I believe even now you're changing some, some names. You're giving names to some people. They'll no longer be called, and you fill in the blank. You might want to say, Lord, Lord, I will never again agree with the enemy that I'll be called. You fill in the blank. This is a new day. And Father, so I pray that healing would begin to go into the deep spirit man of every woman, every man here today. God, and I pray from that place of resource of the spirit, 
that souls would begin, minds, uh, wills, and emotions would begin to be empowered to agree with your word. And Lord, thank you that this is a new day by which bodies will begin to be touched as well. Healing. Lord, let healing begin to go through your people right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, it's how do we receive? We simply open our hearts and we say yes to you. So let's say that to the Lord. Lord, I receive right now. I open my heart and I receive this by faith in the name of Jesus. And everybody said together, amen. Amen. Well, hug on somebody before you have a seat. and Then let's take a seat. See what the Lord will continue to do among us. How's everybody doing this morning? Bet you. Has anybody ever done that in church before? Anybody ever not done that in church before? Come on. Yeah, a lot of people. Well, you know, um, we've been talking about spiritual gifts, and I had no sense or notion uh, to do that except in worship. Uh, the Lord just sort of impressed upon my inner man um, that there is a river that flows down the middle of this sanctuary. Now, now that's only figurative. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that river, there is a river of God inside each one of us. And uh, we carry that river every place we go, though we're often not aware of it. Uh, but it's times when we gather together as the body of Christ that we begin, we can pull on that river and begin to receive. But sometimes uh, it takes um, doing something you've never done before in order to get what you've not ever had before. My daughter, Anna, in fact, had a word a week or two ago, and she said, you need to tell the people that they need to do something they've never done before. They need to take a step of faith. And the lady that was uh, sharing was saying basically that, and I didn't want to, you know, just like that was a word, a clear word. But it's a word for each one of us that it, faith requires us to actually do something. Uh, well, it looks like they're trying to get a slide uh, presentation up for me. So um, uh, let me say, uh, as we kind of move there, that um, there was a video put online this morning of me dancing, contra dancing. <laughs> now, how do I know that? I don't go to Facebook on Sunday morning, but I got this little smartphone, so it, you know, it, it, gave, it gave me an indicator. Um, and a, a, you've been tagged in a video. Well, sure enough, there I was, contra-dancing. I now know why they call it contra-dancing. It's, it, it's, it's contra-logic, you know. Uh, so anyway, um, I know that there's one gift that I don't have. <laughs> and it's contra-dancing. But you know, seriously, I said that uh, to one of the instructors on the way out, kind of tongue-in-cheek, and she said, you know what, Pastor, um, the first time I ever did this dance, I could not get that particular move. It was called the hay, I guess, whatever that is. And, and, and where, the, where the, the four couples and the women would kind of do a figure eight, and the men would interweave in this figure eight, and I happened to sit out the training of that, the time before. And then my wife, you know, 
grabbed me and said, we're going to go back in, let's dance. I was like, okay. I had no clue. Uh, well, as I reflected on that, um, as funny as it is, as embarrassing as it can be, um, the spiritual gifts are quite a bit like that. Because there are, in fact, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Let's see if we're ready over here. There they are, spiritual gifts. Um, spiritual gifts are like that, like dancing, I mean. Um, and this is only an analogy, but there are people who uh, will embarrass themselves sufficiently uh, to learn new, new things, like dancing. And, um, and then there are a whole host of people that would say, no way. They're scared to death to be embarrassed, uh, to make a mistake, to look foolish. Come on, anybody besides, out there besides me? Well, that's the way sort of the spiritual gifts are. And there's only one way to learn how to do this, you know, this dancing thing, and that is to get out and kind of go, bump into people and kind of learn. Well, the spiritual gifts are quite a bit like that, and we can either choose uh, to... Um, you want to see that again? <laughs> Go to Facebook. <laughs> that was embarrassing. But, but in, un, unless we're willing to take some risk uh, and learn these kinds of things, we can sit and observe and critique and evaluate and play life safe until Jesus comes. And the church suffers uh, because of it. This morning, I simply want to pick up on what I shared two weeks ago and Michael shared last week on spiritual gifts. And as we drill down over the next few weeks on spiritual gifts, we'll move more from general uh, to specifics on understanding uh, them and attempting to actually make some application uh, to them in our lives. So spiritual gifts, let me start by saying in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, uh, verse 14, it says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you by the laying on of hands of the elders. Now this was written to young pastor uh, Timothy, and Paul was saying to Timothy that hands were laid on him, and by faith, as he was standing before that presbytery, that, uh, that group of elders, uh, gifts were somehow imparted to him. Do you think he felt any differently than some of you may have felt this morning? Probably not. You see, we receive everything in the Christian life through faith. We receive Jesus by faith. We receive the fullness of the Spirit of God by faith, the baptism in the Spirit, the releasing of the river in the presence of God. We do all of that by faith. And uh, so Paul, uh, talking to Timothy, says, don't neglect the gift that is in you. And it, it should be fairly obvious just from that text that one of the dangers when we talk about spiritual gifts uh, is that we've heard about it for so long, we all think that we know everything about spiritual gifts. 
there, that there, uh, there is to know. Uh, but Paul recognized that Timothy had the tendency, the same tendency that you and I have, and that is we think we understand them and we neglect them. And as we neglect our gift, whatever it is, or our gifts, or gift mix, if you prefer, the body always suffers. So if you see a body of believers anywhere that uh, is, is suffering, it's probably because the people of God are neglecting the spiritual gifts. That means the spiritual gifts are amazingly important. And uh, so that's why we're going back and reminding ourselves of these spiritual gifts because it's easy uh, to neglect those spiritual gifts. And secondly, in 2 Timothy, this time chapter 1, uh, verse 16, Paul says again to Timothy, I remind you to stir up the gift. Now in 1 Timothy, he said, don't neglect your gift. And now he's saying, stir that gift up. And so those of you who have already discovered a spiritual gift that you might have or a number of spiritual gifts that you might have, the admonition that Paul would give to you and to me this morning is don't neglect the gift that you have because the body will suffer and be sure to stir that gift up because as you stir that gift up, it benefits the body of Christ. Now, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Don't neglect them and don't uh, and then stir them up. But first of all, what is a spiritual gift? And we've, we've said this, and I know this seems elementary, but it's a supernatural ability. It's an ability that God gives to every man and every woman and every young person, every person who comes to Jesus, they are given a gift. Um, it's a supernatural ability. That means it's not our ability... I would never stand in front of a crowd and call people out to receive something from God in my own strength. In my own, oh, I think this is, let's, let's try this. No. You see, there's a supernatural ability that God gives to us that transcends our natural tendency to be timid or our natural tendency to play it safe or our natural tendency to not participate. Um, so it's a supernatural ability um, and it's an ability that is, hello, I still got battery power. You better click the next one for me up there, Jim. Thank you, brother. It's a supernatural ability, there it is, given by the Holy Spirit, hence the gifts of the Spirit. So a supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit when a person is Save, that is when they come to Christ uh, and they're filled with God's presence or filled with the Spirit. The Spirit then, do you know we're the only religion, if I could use that word, on the face of the earth where God has chosen to come and inhabit us? To live in us? Now when He, God, comes into our life, we're born of the Spirit, and the Spirit of Jesus, if you will, the Holy Spirit now takes up residence in our spirit, inside of us. Now, I'm going to illustrate this in a, in a couple of weeks from now, maybe even next week. But our spirit man becomes alive, although our soul man 
our thinking and our feeling can stay the same for a long time. And then this outward man is, is really just the expressor uh, of uh, what the mind and the, the soul have agreed the spirit wants to do. Uh, so when we understand that this is a supernatural ability given by the Holy Spirit, it isn't really dependent upon you anymore. It's really dependent upon Him, the God who made you to function this way. So, supernatural gifts given by the Spirit uh, to a person when they're born again. Every person has one. Well, how many gifts are there? Now, I'm going to look at a couple of texts with you uh, real quickly. Turn with me to Romans uh, chapter 12, if you have your Bible there. And let me just read a short text. Romans chapter 12, uh, let me begin reading at verse 6. It says this, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. You might want to underscore that in your Bible. We have gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them. If our gift is, and now Paul just lists seven gifts. It's not exclusive. Um, but he says, if prophecy, then let us prophesy in proportion to the faith God's given to us. Uh, if it's ministry, or if you prefer serving, then let us use that gift of ministry in our ministering or in our serving. Let he who teaches... Um, use that gift in their teaching. He who exhorts, or if you prefer, encourages in their encouragement or their exhortation, uh, let the one who gives uh, give with liberality, and the one who leads lead with diligence, and the one who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now there are seven gifts that are mentioned there, uh, and their prophecy and ministry, teaching, exhortation, giving, leading, and showing mercy. Uh, now, when we look at uh, gifts, there's no place that you can turn in the Bible and go, oh, here's an exhaustive list of all of the gifts of the Spirit. And I think that's probably because the Spirit of God is so much grander than any of us could ever fully imagine. So Paul then takes three separate text and talks about gifts of the Spirit, and you'll see that there's a little bit of overlap. Uh, so, looking at these then seven gifts, uh, now turn further toward the back of your Bible to 1 Corinthians 12. We looked at these a couple of weeks ago, and let me just read verse 1 of chapter 12, and then begin down at, uh, well, verse 4. Uh, Paul says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, that means brothers and sisters, um, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, what Paul was saying there is it's possible to be ignorant. Therefore, I want to talk to you about spiritual gifts so that you won't stay in that state of being uninformed. That's what ignorant means. It doesn't mean stupid. It means, you know, uninformed. Uh, verse 4, Now there are diversities of gifts, uh, but the same Spirit who gives them there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord that gives those ministries. Verse 6, there are diversities of activities or energies or kind of what motivates a person, 
uh, but is the same God who works all of them in everyone, all in all. He, God, works those gifts, all of them, in everyone who has those gifts. Now, verse 7 says, uh, but the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, this is an interesting word. The manifestation. God has to make Himself seen because God is Spirit. Um, and those who worship Him, worship Him in spirit and in truth. You can't, in other words, you can't see God um, unless He manifests Himself. Now, of course, He manifested Himself in the person of Jesus, John tells us. And we beheld His glory. The glory is of the first and only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. We've seen God when we've seen Jesus, but now... Paul's talking about spiritual gifts. This Jesus went to a cross, purchased us back to Himself by uh, paying the penalty for our sin on the cross. His blood covered our sin so that we can now be brought into oneness with God. And from that place of being redeemed, Jesus ascended back to the Father, poured out the Spirit on all of those whom He had redeemed, and would redeem and came to live inside of them, now God wants to manifest Himself through His body. Guess who that is? That's us! Come on! See, the manifestation then, uh, verse 7, of the Spirit is given to each one. Can you say each one? Each one. Each one. That didn't exclude anybody, did it? The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one in order to profit all. Uh, for to one is given, then here are some ways in which God manifests Himself to other people. The word of wisdom through the same Spirit to another faith by the same Spirit, verse 9. Uh, the gift of healings by the same Spirit to another, the working of miracles uh, to another, prophecy, just speaking forth in encouragement, uh, comfort, etc. Uh, to another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of those tongues. Verse 11, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Now what we've seen then in that text uh, is that there are seven gifts listed in Romans chapter 12. There are nine gifts listed here that I just read, and I'll list them for you. Wisdom and knowledge and faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues and interpretation. Now notice there's a little bit of overlap. Does that mean there's two different gifts of prophecy up here and prophecy down here? No, it's probably the same gift. See, Paul's not making an exhaustive list. He's simply saying... Gifts, manifestation gifts. And now we're going to look at another text. In fact, turn to Ephesians chapter 4 and we'll look at what are called the ascension gifts. Now when Jesus ascended on high, it says in verse 11 of Ephesians 4, that He Himself gave... Now, this, the, this is the ascension of Jesus. When He ascended, He was ascending victorious over sin. When Jesus ascended, 
When he was raised from the dead, he was victorious over sin. He, was, he had justified. Sin was no longer the issue. He was ascended and went back to the Father. And from that place of exaltation and ascension, the coronation of the King, he then, Jesus, and the Father poured out the Spirit that we saw in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. Now, when Jesus ascended then, verse 11, it says he gave some to be apostles. I take that to be apostleship. He gave some to be prophets. And see, that's in all three texts. Prophecy, prophecy, prophets. A prophet prophesies. Um, And then some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, he gave these ascension gifts in order for the saints to be equipped for their work of ministry. Now, he didn't give these ascension gifts so that the saints could sit and watch what uh, the apostles were going to do. You see, the apostles and the prophets and the pastors and the teachers and the evangelists were to equip God's people and to stir them up and to encourage them to understand that every one of them had a gift and God wanted to use it in order to make himself known to people that would never see God without seeing it in another person. He manifests himself through us. So there are seven gifts of the Spirit listed in Romans. There are nine gifts listed in 1 Corinthians. There are five gifts listed in Ephesians chapter 5. And there are other gifts. Uh, you might, we might add the gift of counseling. You know, Jesus is the, the, the great, he's the good shepherd. He's the, the counselor. Uh, uh, we might um, mention songwriting. Songwriting could be a gift that the Spirit could give someone and it could be used in edifying or exhorting or even evangelism. See, there's lots of different gifts, but these are not to be confused with natural talents that we have. I think natural talents are also given by God, but they're not the spiritual gifts. Somehow, the spiritual gifts, uh, my body is, is just the outward way in which my inner person um, manifests. Let me put it this way. My body can only do what my mind tells it to do. So, that, so I have this body, and then there is this, the soul inside the body, um, uh, you know, my, my will, my mind, my feelings, all that stuff, but there is also a spirit. And and God wants to manifest. He makes the spirit person alive, and then He begins to speak to the mind, and then the mind begins to agree with the spirit, and then act it out. And God wants to then manifest Himself. Uh, so, th- the point of all of this is that there's not an exhaustive list. If you do the math here, there's 18 or 19 gifts. If you cross out prophecy and two places and teaching in one place, there's about 18 or 19 gifts. But I think there's a lot more gifts than that that the Bible talks about. I know men, that, in fact, Ralph, are you here, Ralph Jensen? Could you do any woodworking before you became a Christian to speak of? I don't want to embarrass you. No, I think that was Ralph's story. Ralph is the one who carved this dove and did all of the flute, fluting or whatever that's, that's called years ago. And uh, Ralph was a druggie and a hippie way back in the day, like I was. And uh, he came to Jesus, and God gave him a supernatural ability to work with his hands. I think that's a spiritual gift. 
Because he didn't go to shop class and learn how to use tools and do all that. It, it was a, it's really a spiritual gifting. And you see that even in the Old Testament and those that actually did the work of in the temple, etc. So you have this list then of the gifts of the Spirit. Now let me answer a couple of more questions, if I might. There's the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Who gives the gifts? Well, I think it should be self-evident uh, that the Holy Spirit is the one who actually gives the gifts to us. Which is to say, if you have received Jesus and have received the fullness of the Spirit into your life, where is the Spirit? That's not your question. He's in me. The Spirit of Jesus lives in my spirit man, and He wants to communicate with my mind and my, my soul, I guess is the best way to say it, and then show Himself through this body that we have. So the Holy Spirit then is the one who gives the gifts, but the Trinity is involved. God the Trinity is involved in the gifts. Now how do you say that? If you look at 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4, and I just put a little bit of a, you know, the same Spirit gives them, the same Lord uses them, the same God is involved. And if you read that text, you'll see those, two, those three phrases, same Spirit, same Lord, same God. In other words, the spiritual gifts are alive and in us, and God who lives in us is always at work by means of those spiritual gifts trying to get out. He's, he's, he's in us, but He's always trying to get out. But beloved, we can keep Him in. That's why the illustration of dancing is so important. Because if I choose... I'm never going to embarrass myself. I did that once. You know what I mean? We've all been embarrassed. Do you see the connection? What if people laugh at me? I got the whole nation laughing at me right now. <laughs> it's okay. God is trying to get out, but we have to cooperate with Him. That's why, why Paul says, be careful that you don't Quench the Spirit. Because the Spirit of Jesus is trying to get out and sometimes it's your insecurities that are saying, no, I'm not going to let you out. What if you don't show up and make me look good? Guess what? It isn't about you. God wants to give spiritual gifts to bless other people. And sometimes it requires that we become a fool so that other people might see a glimpse of Jesus. Okay. The Trinity is involved in the gifts. They're given specifically by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4, we just saw Jesus, when He ascended on high, gave gifts unto men. And His gifts were that some should be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Now that, doesn't, that isn't inconsistent. Are the gifts given by Jesus or given by the Spirit? They're given by God. God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If Jesus didn't ascend, the Spirit could not have been given who then brings the gifts into our lives. So God is the giver of the gifts by means of the Spirit through the work of Jesus, etc. Now what's the purpose of spiritual gifts? We're going to land this plane here in just a few minutes. What's the purpose of spiritual gifts? 
Well, if you look at John chapter uh, 16, it's, Jesus said, um, He, speaking of the Spirit, will glorify me. Now, who is He and where is He? He is the Spirit, and where is He now? He lives in us, and the purpose of the Spirit living in us is to glorify Jesus. The Spirit who now lives in you has one central purpose in His life, and that is that He wants to motivate you, conform your mind, conform your will, conform your emotions to have Jesus be absolutely number one so other people catch a glimpse of that Jesus that they're dying to see. First purpose is to glorify Jesus. The second thought um, is to identify or to testify um, of His presence. Or if you're looking for Jesus, it's to identify Him through another person. See, that's why we say things like, there are people who will never see Jesus unless they see Him through us. Isn't that scary? Because so often, I want to be a wallflower. That means someone who doesn't want to dance. I want to play it safe. I, I, you know, what if I get ridiculed? You know what I'm saying? It's our insecurities that actually keep the presence of God from getting out and being seen in practical ways. A third purpose of spiritual gifts is just to build up the body of Christ. There are people here today probably that are absolutely dying. Maybe you're watching online uh, we're, as we're live streaming. You, you, know, you say, I'm absolutely dying to be, I need to be built up. I need to be encouraged. You ever need encouragement? Yeah, we all do. You see, but sometimes we have to take a step and hear that voice where God would often say, go speak a word of encouragement to so-and-so. Could that be God? You see the wrestling that goes on? Uh, the Spirit of God has, may have just given you a, uh, a target, go encourage so-and-so, you fill in the blank, and all you've got to do is go, was that God or is that my flesh? Guess what? There's only one way to test it. Fred, God told me to give you a word of encouragement. And so, so brother, can I encourage you today? Uh, this is an example. You know, I, I just, I, I thank you for who you are. You're a faithful man. You know, and I see you around, and we're not real close, but I see you around and you serve people, and I just want to thank you for that, brother. You are special to Jesus. Yeah, amen. Now, now that seemed like, well, that was, no, that was a no big deal, um, but if God, if God says, uh, you, um, uh, I don't think I know any Sally Ann. So if you, Sally Ann, um, go speak to um, Jim over there or uh, Mary Sue, <laughs> see go speak to her and encourage her today because she really needs it. Oh, gee, that can't be me. What you're saying is I'm going to play it safe. I can't dance. What if I get it wrong? What if I get laughed at? Well, you see, it's time for the body of Christ to stop playing it safe. So safe that we do nothing. God is living His life in us and wants to get out. So, one of the purposes of the spiritual gifts is to build up the body and then, fourthly, bearing much fruit in the world until He comes. I believe with all my heart that spiritual gifts are not just for inside the church. 
they are for inside the church to build up the body of Jesus. But I'm seeing more and more that God has on His heart and on His agenda, on His radar in these days, that He wants the church to be deployed out there. Walking up to uh, so-and-so that you've never met before and say, you know, uh, sir, excuse me, I, this may, I hope this isn't embarrassing to you, but I just sense that um, I'm supposed to give you a word of encouragement. You don't need to spiritualize that. God told me that you were going to. No. Just walk up and encourage him. You know, I just sense that, that I'm supposed to encourage you and, uh, and just give, start with whatever God gives you. This is a lonely woman or man. And walk up and just begin to, once you've heard that, wrestle it in your mind all you need to do, but at some point you're going to have to take a step and do something you've never done before and begin to dance. So you walk up to that person and you give them that word of encouragement. Now I want to challenge all of you to practice this. Oh no! Yeah! Now what does that mean? I don't really know other than it's okay to fail, number one. Nobody's probably going to put you on Facebook if you do fail. I'll never forget that and I won't say the name of the person that did it. <laughs> I'm teasing. So, how many gifts do I have? Let, let's, let's, let's land this plane here in about two more minutes here. Um, how many uh, gifts do I have? Well, uh, let, I know one that I don't have. <laughs> Dancing is what I'm suggesting. But you know what? Let me, let me just tag that again. When I talked to that instructor and she said, you know what? I didn't get that, that hay thing the first time either. I thought, there it is. It's very easy for me to say, that's not my gift, because I didn't get it. But when this instructor said, I didn't get that the first time I tried it either, I thought, come on, bring on the next contra dance. You know what I'm saying? See, I wasn't trained in how to do it, but I get out there, I'll learn it eventually. See, the point is, am I just going to be willing to make some mistakes to say, Maybe that is my gift and it just hasn't manifested yet through the coordination of the outer man. Okay. Uh, so, how many gifts do I then have? Number one, Ephesians uh, 4, 7 says, to each is given grace. There is no one that's excluded from this. No, not one. The youngest Christian, the smallest Christian, the earliest Christian... Kids don't get a junior Holy Spirit. When you give your life to Jesus, Jesus comes in. And when Jesus comes in, He brings the whole package. Now, there's a lifelong discovery process, but to each is given the gift of the Spirit. So everybody gets one. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Come on, how many each ones are here? Come on, humor me. How many each ones are here? We're all here. You see, to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit uh, for the common good. And 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each one has received, as each one has received a gift, minister that gift to one another. Now, let's go back to the top for just a minute. Um, have you... Are you stirring the gifts of the Spirit up? 
have you forgotten that you have spiritual gifts? Maybe to the demise of the body of Christ um, at large. So how many gifts do I have? Every believer has at least one spiritual gift. Many people will discover that they have multiple gifts. How many gifts do you have today? Everybody say, at least one. At least one. Come on, one more time. At least one. Now, if you can't yet identify what that one gift is, um, we are, by Tuesday, I am told by our high-tech advisor here at Myrtle Grove, uh, that you can go to myrtlegrove.org and actually take a gift uh, inventory. I'll explain that in just a minute, just a little bit more. But everyone has at least one gift. And we can begin to discover what that gift is if you don't know. If you know what your gift is, it's remember what that gift is and begin to use it. Uh, gifts can change according to the season of our lives and the ministries we're involved in. I've taken these inventories all my life as a Christian. And I've had the gift of exhortation and the gift of um, edification and the gift of prophecy and speaking and the gift of knowledge and pastoring and leadership. And, and, but I've, I find that there's a whole bunch of different gifts. That doesn't mean I'm a really gifted person. That means that the Spirit of God lives in me and He wants to release Himself at different ways, at different times, in different seasons in my life. And that's the very same thing for you. They can change. Uh, thirdly, the Holy Spirit can manifest any gift through us to accomplish His purpose. You say, well, I don't have the gift of. Oh, no, you have the gift, Jesus. He's got the gift of. You know, you, he, might, he might use you a lot in certain ways, but you can never say, I don't have the gift of an evangelist. Well, can you tell somebody about Jesus? Yeah. Can you witness to the king? Yeah. I don't have the gift of healing. Can you pray for somebody? Yeah. God's the one that heals. We just, we're the delivery boy, if you will, the delivery girl. Uh, and then uh, uh, there are tests and inventories that can be taken. Now, there's a whole bunch of them out there, and I know some of you are well established in understanding your spiritual gift. You've looked at these, you've taken multiple inventories, and you go, okay, that's not, that's not for me. That's good. There's a whole bunch of people for whom this is new. And God wants to stir up the gifts of the Spirit in our midst so that the body can become mature and begin to manifest the presence of Jesus every place we go. How many gifts do you have? At least one. <laughs> okay. So it's a lifelong uh, discovery process. Uh, and I would encourage you to be uh, studying uh, praying. If you've never taken a spiritual gifts inventory, uh, myrtlegrove.org, probably by Tuesday morning, will be linked uh, to uh, this website. It'll be our own. We can track those gifts, by the way. Uh, we can, that doesn't mean we're going to go, oh, you got the gift of it. We're coming after you to do. No, it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have the gift of giving. We, we no, <laughs> the gift of mercy. <laughs> No, it's just so that we recognize that all of us have the gifts and that God wants to release those gifts to each other. Well, uh, Dean, why don't you come on back up and we'll just, um, we'll just end here for a minute. Uh, next week we're going to drill down just a little bit more as we look at gifts of the Spirit. And I promise you, 
Uh, this will be a, a fresh take for many of you on the gifts of the Spirit. You know, um, remind yourself um, of those uh, gifts. Stir those gifts up. Let's stand and uh, we'll pray. And <clears throat> remember, next week we're going to do a little fundraiser for family camp. If you're interested as a family on going to that Hanging Rock camp, uh, call the, um, the main um, office and you can do that. And I don't know, the, the, all the details of it are in the bulletin and or will be online or certainly can be gotten from our main office. But next week we'll have a little uh, luncheon to raise some funds to help our families that want to go on that, um, that trip. Let's pray together. Lord, we've uh, talked a lot about spiritual gifts and uh, more than anything, um, yeah, we need to identify what they are we need to discover those supernatural abilities that you put within us. But Lord, it occurs to me that more than anything else, you want us to cooperate with you in what you're saying and, and what you're doing. It is you who are living your life in us and in fact through us. And as the scripture says, even as us. So Holy Spirit, we would invite you right now to do um, a work in each one of our lives. Where there's been fear of, well, failure or fear of making a mistake. A fear of somehow being embarrassed. Lord, whatever that is... Um, I pray right now in the name of Jesus for this congregation and for any who are joining us. God, I pray that you would begin to gather us together as one intergenerational family who more than anything else wants to love you with all their heart, love one another, and impact our world. And God, we pray that you would loose your life in us to that end. Help us discover what those spiritual gifts are in us, or perhaps rediscover them, or redeploy them for your purposes. God, thank you that now we are the body of Christ and members of one another. We bless you, God. And we thank you today for your goodness and for your grace. May we be found faithful to walk in it so that you would receive glory. I'm going to invite our ministry team and any of our elders and spouses that would like to join us just to come up front as we are dismissed. But I want to encourage the rest of you to be sensitive today to the leading of Holy Spirit. Maybe it's, maybe it's as simple as a handshake or a hug. Maybe it's a smile to someone out and around our fair city. God, loose yourself through us. Help us, God, to be willing to dance for your glory alone. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Ministry team, thank you. If you'd like special prayer before you slip out, you may come forward, but you also may pray for one another and encourage one another. God bless you and have a wonderful today uh, in Jesus.